Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And this week we are changing our name once again to TOTS TV on the Side as we review the 2020 Apple TV Plus original series, Ted Lasso. We give a spoiler-free review at the beginning because, spoiler for our review, we recommend you all watch it. We talk about all the character arcs and emotional and inspirational moments from Ted Lasso. We head over to Crying Corner to hear what moments touched Stephen Robles' heart. And we also touch on Accent Corner and Jason Sudeikis' performance. All this and more on TV on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Tots! Nate, we are commonly known as movies on the side, but every once in a while, a TV show rises to the level, a quality level, that we just, we have to talk about it. And we take down the movies on the side sign. That's right. And we uh, put up a cardboard sign over movies and it says TV. And now we are tots. <laughs> now we are tots. Let me see if I still have the domain. TV on the side. Yep. You can actually go to tvontheside.com and it will bring you to us, believe it or not. Very good. But Nate, this show, Ted Lasso, is an Apple TV Plus original. You probably don't know that that's actually a streaming network, listeners, but it is. Apple TV Plus, it's kind of a big deal. If you bought an Apple device in the last two years, they basically threw free subscriptions at you for for a while. But didn't didn't you get a free subscription uh, when you upgraded your phone? Not to reveal too much. Uh, yes, I had no idea about this Apple T. I knew that there was a Tom Hanks one where he was always in a storm. That's Greyhound. what the poster told me. Greyhound, based on a true story. That's right. Right. That's what I knew about Apple. Oh, and that there was a J- Jason Mimosa one where maybe he was blind oh. or everyone was blind. Yeah, it's called C, which is <laughs> ironic because no one can in this movie in that TV show. And let me just say, I, because I cover Apple things, I've watched many of the Apple TV Plus original shows and movies for work. For work, that Greyhound movie is actually pretty good. You should try watch the C series. Eh, not so much. I'd rather see him as Aquaman, I'll be honest. So, when I was told initially, not by you, who apparently had already seen Ted Lasso, but friend of the show Jackson Mm. told me that you have to try it out. It is maybe his favorite TV show ever. And I thought, wow, that's high praise. First off, how do I get Apple TV streaming service? So that was my first question. And my second thought was, can there be good things on Apple TV Plus? Believe it Maybe. or not. Believe it or not, there's actually several things. Then I Googled it because I was yes. like, I've, Ted Lasso, what a weird name. That's right. I think there have been movies that have extrapolated a character out. Like, for example, I don't want a whole movie on like Kristen Wiig's Target Lady. Like, it just seems like that would be too much. Mm, yeah. But, but... I watched a few episodes on the plane because it just had it there. And then when I got home, I said, I must watch the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Got my one week free trial before I knew that Apple TV Plus was just kind of handed out like free, you know, right. jelly yeah. bellies at an Easter parade. <laughs> so, sure. of all things that are given away free, that's interesting. But anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. So, you, you shouldn't them all? eat the jelly bellies that are thrown out at Easter parade, they have no. hit the ground. Don't do that. And so what we have here is 
a recommendation right off the bat before we even get to rate this movie where I say, everyone, Apple TV Plus has one week free trial. This has 10 episodes. They're about 22 minutes a pop. Yeah. Everyone should go watch these and then maybe come back to listen to yes. this Tots episode, right? That's right. I agree. This is... So Ted Lasso was really big in the cultural zeitgeist, as we call it. Me being in the Apple world a lot, there was a lot of technology people saying... Apple TV made something great. Ted Lasso was amazing. Everyone should watch it. And so my immediate reaction is, I don't want to watch it. I don't know why I have that reaction, <laughs> but I just don't. I don't like jumping on the bandwagon right away. So it took me a little while to watch it. This came out last year, 2020, during the pandemic, you know, kind of right in the middle of it. So, it, you know, it was an ideal binge watch as people were staying at home. But it took me a while to get around to it. I also, I'm not a big SNL guy like i haven't seen a lot of snl i obviously yeah, know yeah. some of the sketches and it's you know they got funny stuff but i was like okay whatever snl but man i started watching this i watched this with my wife and once you get two episodes in i would say even the first one like you just get hooked and this show you know we talked about the good place on mots or tots as you would call it and that was the other tv show excursion we did and i really love that show and i think it's great excellently written and funny and makes you think but ted lasso i just found this show and jason sudeikis who's won a bunch of awards since this show came out just want to throw that out there as well like, oh this I did is not know this. oh yeah he won like screen actors guild awards and sags and that's a sag. <laughs> that is a sag i guess screen actors guild that's a sag but he's run a he's won a bunch of awards and ted lasso has won a bunch of awards as well so this is like widely renowned like this is really good and for me watching it you know i'm a sucker for emotional heartwarming things but i found this not only heartwarming and funny, like I laughed many times while watching this series. It's only 10 episodes right now. It's been renewed for seasons two and three already. So you can get invested, you know, there's more coming. But it was like inspirational. <laughs> and this is going to sound really cheesy. And if you haven't seen it, it's going to be like, what are you even talking about? But it made me want to be a better person. Right. Like that, that's, how, that's the feeling I got after seeing this TV show. Right. Okay, let's talk in grand strokes about oh by the way are there rotten tomatoes for tv shows i think there are rotten tomatoes nate ted lasso has a 91 percent critic score 98 percent audience score man i believe it man i believe it i can't believe this show is good this is a very good show okay so the overall premise ted lasso is an american football coach and he is known in america as you know turning around the morale of a team and yeah, helping them play better and all that. So he is hired by a UK or English football league, which is soccer, you know, football, over there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, why is that funny? Here's I was just the trying thing. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to, this is, soccer fans are voracious. I need to oh, tell everyone oh. right now. I apologize to everyone. Stephen and I, I like sports. Stephen does not. I know maybe as much about soccer as I know about lacrosse. Mm. Like to me, and they're Cold. both in the lower yeah. 25th percentile for me. Sure, so, sure. for example, like 
you know, if I'm not going to say, you know, oh yeah, the forward, the keeper, the pitch, the cross, like oh, forget I about don't all know. That. Me and Ted Lasso no, have about no. the same knowledge of that's right. Soccer. You don't need soccer knowledge or to even care about sports to enjoy the show either. Me being a prime example. I'm not caring much about sports, but still loving the show. So there is a soccer team in England, and the owner is a woman named Rebecca Welton, played by Hannah Waddingham, which we will talk about her at length in a moment. But she owned the team. It was her ex-husband's team, and she secretly wants to bring this team down. She wants this team to fail because it was her ex-husband's kind of baby pet project. And so she wants it to fail. So she is actually hiring Ted Lasso to coach it, hoping he will fail. Ted Lasso coming over with his friend Coach Beard, played by Brendan Hunt, are actually coming over to try and succeed, even though they know nothing about soccer. And then hilarity ensues. I mean, that's kind of the gist, we'll say. What makes this show so special First of all, the chemistry between all the characters is great. And we'll talk about individual characters in a moment. But Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso is basically playing, I mean, what would you call it, Nate? Is it a hopeful optimist or a, like, blind optimist? Like, he is just extremely optimistic and wants to love everybody. I mean, how else do you describe it? Ted is somewhere between, like, childlike optimism, I guess. So there is like a pleasant naivety, naivete right. to Ted, but yes, absolutely, it's like down-home optimism, like an optimism of somebody who'd be like, <laughs> you might be an optimist because you don't know any better. Right. Type of optimism that is right on the edge of at times kind of annoying me, <laughs> but then other times really delighting me, and maybe like you said earlier, inspiring me to be like... Yeah, you don't actually have to take every situation with a really serious countenance. Like, you can actually deal with some pretty rough things with a bit of a smile. Now, the TV show kind of delves into another side of Ted that we see briefly, where it's not all optimism all the time, uh, which I think is affecting. But uh, yeah, I would say somewhere in the kind of naive optimism. <laughs> And I think what the show tells you is like enough time around Ted Lasso and you can't hate him and you probably can't resist liking him eventually. Right. So I spoke to the owner of The Sun. You spoke to God? No, the newspaper. Oh. So we're going to review this movie right now on a scale of zero to five biscuits. I'm going to give this show, I'm going to give the show five biscuits, Nate. <gasps> five out of five. Whoa. This show is vulgar, first of all. <laughs> I'm not going to take a point off of that, but just so you know, maybe not watch it with your kids because there's a lot of profanity. But you have to, yeah, you say the word vulgar. We have to explain that for a second because this show is whatever TV's version of, what is MA? Mature? Mature, yeah. yeah mature yeah. audience? Yeah. Whatever. This TV show is rated MA, but it is almost, and I think primarily profanity language so yes when you say vulgarity this is like the parent or those who don't want to watch something with a lot of profanity there's plenty of it in here now yeah the profanity is mostly said by british people which somehow feels <laughs> comes across a little different to me it does uh, just yeah. personally but yeah. also that's basically it when it comes to anything sort of adult and then the rest of the show I mean, there are some like 
going out drinking scenes and stuff. But for the most part, the show on the whole is so wholesome that this profanity that's sprinkled everywhere throughout feels like, I don't know, it doesn't bother me as much. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that was, you know, our only holdup as I was watching this with Whitney. It was like, man, there's a lot of cursing. But for some reason, a couple episodes in, you, you, I don't know, it doesn't hit you the same way. And again, because it's all in a British accent, maybe that makes a difference. It's really done in a, I mean, like, I don't think Ted Lasso curses at all. That's part of like the juxtaposition, I guess, between his like his wholesome Midwest optimistic uh, demeanor, and I think it. I don't know for some reason it feels effective because what it does when uh, Rebecca uh, uses profanity or or you know soccer players do, it feels like it's just more of a juxtaposition between Ted and them, right? Like accent choice of profanity roy kent we'll talk about later to me it feels like an effective tool and not just a slapped on thing for sure but but definitely the warning is lots of it (laughs) there's there's a lot of it but when it comes to should you watch the show i think everybody should watch the show i think there's rewatchability i think there are many introspective moments lessons to be learned whatever you want to call it but things that this show brings up that makes you think I cried multiple times during the show. One scene in particular that I'd like you to guess in a moment after the spoiler horn, if you know what scene that is. But I just, I love this show. I wish I didn't wait so long to watch it. And looking forward to the next seasons, I I just find this to be unique, breath of fresh air, whatever you want to call it. But it is an incredible TV show, and I loved it. All right, I'm going to give Ted Lasso four, a solid four biscuits. I think it's really good. I would put it this way. Ted Lasso to TV is what Greatest Showman is to movies. It's a different type of media. It is a type of media that is earnest and has a hero that is not... I don't you want to root for him in a kind of way that is not often shown in adult TV these days. Right. And so I think like you said a breath of fresh air is the correct uh, the correct thing. I actually heard one review of this. I, I don't remember where it's from otherwise I would give credit right now. But the words were like I wish this is where TV had gone. Mm. This feels like an alternate reality to where TV shows could be at the current moment. And the kind of TV shows as uh, Americans or humans, we could all use more of. Yes. And I I want to throw this in before the spoiler horn, too. I feel like this is the first, maybe only piece of fiction... This is not a true story. This is a fictional story. Right. It's a fictional football club. Yes. I think this is the only piece of fiction entertainment that I would say teaches as deep or deeper lessons than would a true story, like a movie based on a true story or even a TV show or whatever based on a true story. Like you watch The Blind Side. I can't think of other better examples, but you watch true stories, even if it's like true war stories. You could say Hacksaw Ridge, whatever piece of entertainment that is based on a true story. And the lessons that it teaches you seem even more impactful because it's like this was real. It actually happened. And this not being real, being fictional, and still being able to be as deep and sometimes profound as it is, I think is very unique 
for a TV show or movie in any genre. And for that, it is well worth the watch, I think. Yeah. We have done we have done The Good Place on this show, on TOTS. Right, right. And I would say that also poses a lot of questions. Uh, this has very similar vibes to the kind of thinking I do afterwards. This one doesn't pose philosophical questions as much. It doesn't really hardly pose any questions at all, but because of what I see played out, I can't help but think of, well, I'm not Ted, like Ted Lasso at all. Do I need to change some things about myself because people enjoy being around him? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. All right. So here's the spoiler horn. Watch this TV show if you haven't yet. Apple TV Plus, you can get a seven-day free trial. Binge it in a couple days. And now here we talk about spoilers now. One of the ongoing bits in the season is the owner of the team, again, Rebecca Welton, played by Hannah Waddingham, she doesn't want him to succeed. And so she's also trying not to get close to him or like him. But Ted Lasso also brings her biscuits every morning, like English tea biscuit type things. And they're apparently incredible. You know, she she eats them the moment he brings them in her office every morning. And we see a few episodes in that she's trying to find these biscuits and she sends her assistant, who is, oh, what is his name? Higgins. Her assistant Higgins, played by Jeremy Swift, who is just hilarious in this TV show and a great compliment to both Ted Lasso and Rebecca Welton. You know, she sends him like, find where he gets these biscuits. They're incredible. I can't find any biscuits like it. And a few episodes in, we see that Ted Lasso is baking these biscuits from scratch at home. And it's one of these things where he is putting so much effort into this small thing because he realizes that it's going to brighten the day of the owner of this team who, because of her divorce and is in the tabloids and all that, is like having a rough go. And it's like, man, not only is he optimistic, but he also goes the extra mile and puts forth effort into things that and he doesn't tell anybody. You know, he doesn't tell anybody that he's making them or baking them himself. Right. He just puts them on her desk, no comment, and they're amazing. And I just love that. And Accent Corner, he has this, like, southern accent, I guess you would call it. I think it's like a, it's supposed to be like a Kansas City. So like a... Kansas City, yeah. Almost Texas accent, yeah. And I don't, I don't know how close that is to anything, but it's consistent throughout the show. And I think it's very affecting to kind of imply this Southern charm that despite his ignorance of the sport he's playing, that he is, I don't know, lovable. I learned two pretty big lessons on the rough and tumble playgrounds of Brookridge Elementary School. One, if little Ronnie Fouch offers you a candy bar, you immediately say no and you get out of there. Because there's a good chance that little son of a gun has just pooped inside of a Butterfinger wrapper. And then he's also paired with his assistant coach, Coach Beard, <laughs> played by Brendan Hunt. Who is a writer on the show. Oh, who's a writer? Okay, I didn't know that. I love just the compliment that he gives Ted Lasso. And like the one-liners kind of you see back and forth. And then there's an episode where Coach Beard, he like meets a lady at a bar, but then gets obsessed with the chess game <laughs> and pushes the person away because he's just so competitive at chess. I just, I love Coach Beard and he's just hilarious throughout the series too. Coach Beard is a perfect compliment to Ted, who's always talking. And Coach Beard is like the man of few words, but right. they get each other and they have these little references to old things like they've gone through it together and i think that is a great friendship that we have through this boots hmm? they call cleats boots 
But I thought you said that the trunk of a car was a boot. Also a boot. Hold on now. If I were to get fired from a job where I'm putting cleats in the trunk of my car. You got the boot for putting boots in the boot. <laughs> One of the things I think this show does incredibly well is arcs of characters mm-hmm. and how they change over the season. Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso is interesting because he is consistent. You see a couple things change, especially in the relationship between him and his wife and child, which we get little tidbits throughout the season about that strained relationship. But when it comes to Rebecca Welton, the soccer team owner, and her going from wanting Ted Lasso to fail to basically being on his side by the end of the season, and then Roy Kent, I feel another great arc, and even Nathan Shelley, played by Nick Muhammad, who is like the was originally like the, I don't know what you call it in soccer, but the, like the ball boy, like the, the, the towel the, guy. The club manager, yeah. The club manager, but all he was doing was like picking up after the players' towels. And his arc from beginning to end of season, I just found it, all of them inspiring in different ways. And I believe them all too. You know, I, none of them feel forced. And I don't know, Roy Kent, I think being one of the most compelling characters in this season right and even jamie tart who yes yes. has a little bit of growth as well because you're just rooting for him to like stop being such a jerk (laughs) right i was so roy kent is roy kent is the team captain played by brett goldstein and he is the, the oldest guy on the team extremely ornery just mad just angry all the time and early in the season ted lasso he tells coach beard that's who we have to win in order to win the team. Mm-hmm. And that is such a good lesson in all areas, like sports and teams, but also in the workplace. Like there's usually one person who could change the tide of morale or motivation, like can basically affect the whole team. Even if they're not the most loud person on the team, even if they're not the captain of the team or the best player, which comes up many times because Jamie Tart is probably the best player, but Roy Kent is the most influential. And seeing him go from that ornery, angry, I guess he's still ornery and angry by the end of the season too, but seeing his arc throughout the season and his relationship with Ted Lasso is one of the most inspiring things. It is really, really good. I think he is probably my favorite character on the show. It's just the right amount of frostiness towards Ted Lasso. And then like eventually just kind of warms up, but still is... himself yeah i I thought is is really really great i think roy kent jamie tart keely jones yeah (laughs) i think that kind of love triangle or in general keely i think is amazing but i think the beginning of roy and keely's relationship Mm -hmm. is really really touching and with the towel guy nathan shelley you know, his arc from being just stepped on by the players all the time, but he actually has good ideas like for the team right. and seeing that grow throughout it. And then there's this scene later in the season where they're about to play a game and Ted Lasso looks at Nate and he says, you tell the players what you've been thinking. And he pulls out this piece of paper like nervously and begins. Right. And he just roasts them. <laughs> he just roasts them all. But in this way, like he turns to Roy and says something like, your speed and your smarts were never what made you who you are. It's your anger. That's your superpower. That's what made you one of the best midfielders in the history of this league. But I haven't seen it on the pitch at all this season, Roy. I mean, you used to run like you were angry at the grass. But that anger doesn't come out anymore when you play. But it's still in there. 
he reads everybody the riot act and then i think like roy kent like breaks a bench off the wall in the locker yes. room and then they all go out and it's just like this is the guy who was being stepped on at the beginning of the season and now has the confidence to like roast all these people because of ted lasso and his effect on the team and you know it's one of those things where it's amazing the effect one person can have on a group on a team on an organization i will even say but also the importance of all the different people in that organization or team and what they bring to the table and how you need everybody also it really is it really is a, a cool dynamic well and also like the way that ted brings this team slowly you can almost see that transition slowly throughout the season and that's a fun like seeing the locker room with people actually having fun enjoying being teammates and being together and then eventually when rebecca kind of comes in too i think that's really cool yeah steven i have a question for you several questions for you yes question one what do you think about ted lasso's relationship with his wife who wants the divorce and his son what do you think about that part of the show? Because it kind of pulls back several times away from the football stuff to his relationship. And I will answer real quick before you answer, because I don't have much, many thoughts, but I want to hear yours. I don't like when we get out of the football area into his personal life, but I really think it is good filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Your thoughts. I have the same thought. Like, it's not it's not fun to be pulled away from this group of people, like the team, and you want to see them progress and you want to know what's going to happen there. But I do think it brings a depth of character where it's like this guy who seems super optimistic and fun doesn't have a perfect life. Mm-hmm. It's not like he – like everything's going great in every aspect of his life and that's why he's optimistic. It's actually – just who he has chosen to be or maybe who he naturally is as an optimist despite challenges and stuff like that. And, you know, a couple of times we do see maybe his more raw side come out. I'm thinking of the moment when Jamie Tart, the star player, once Ted Lasso finally starts winning him over and then we find out that Rebecca Welton, still wanting the team to fail, has traded him to another team. Oh, man. And you, and you kind of see moment. like rough moment excellently done because your heart just sinks and you see Ted Lasso like almost for the first time in the TV show, like see him mad about something. And I think while it, it can be annoying at times to like get pulled out of the the football thing, I think it's important and will probably come into play in later seasons a little more, but I'm, I'm glad that we know that about him, especially seeing everything else in his life. You know, I think it's good. Right. My next question is when Rebecca confesses to him that she brought him in and has been sabotaging him the whole time. She tells them this after she likes him, but then Keeley discovers that it was Rebecca who had tried to like leak some stuff to the press and all that. Right. So she ends up telling Ted the whole truth. And Ted's reaction is like, I forgive you. It's okay. I was a little bit thought to myself, this seems a little unrealistic. Now, even for like a huge optimist, I think I would have liked a, of just a few moments of like, oh, beans. Like, why'd you do that? <laughs> like, beans. you brought me in to fail? Like, I don't know. What did you think about that moment? Because I think that's a big, like, later in, on in the season. I forgive you. 
You what? Why? Divorce is hard. It doesn't matter if you're the one leaving or if you're the one who got left. It makes folks do crazy things. It is a little jarring that he just so quickly says, I forgive you. But we do see him mad about the Jamie Tart thing. So it's not like we never see a break in the optimism right. or the positivity. And in this moment, I almost feel like it is jarring on purpose because – Again, I don't know about you, but as I see lots of the things Ted Lasso does, it's like an aspirational character for people. You know, mm-hmm. we I, I think the, the TV show is telling us, like, this is a great way to be. Not that it's the only way to be or that you have to be this way, but that eternal optimism and positivity, being a team player, caring about others in this way, going the extra mile, that there are benefits to it. And you can really make a positive difference in people's lives. And I think that moment is one of those things where, yeah, no normal person would probably react this way. But what if you did? Yeah, you're right. What if you could just be confronted with this huge thing of someone saying, I've been trying to sabotage you for the past year, and I'm sorry to, to forgive immediately. Right. And and there be no expectation of, okay, well, I'm going to make you pay for this for the next two months, or I want you to shine my shoes every morning to make up for it. Like, right. none of that, no expectation of reciprocation no or making up for it. Yeah, no vindictive, no revenge. It's just like, okay, I forgive you. Let's go win some games. You're right. And I like that. It was that quick. You're right. It was. It just hurt my somewhat pessimistic heart every once in a while. <laughs> All right. So I want to mention a couple of trivia things uh, that I thought were hilarious. There's a scene when Rebecca sings Let It Go in a karaoke bar. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I had to look up, is that actually her singing or what's happening? I bet it is. And I bet she's has a singing background. And she does. Hannah Waddingham, she is, like studied music. She comes from a family of like, I think it's like opera singers or stuff. She's been in several musical productions, including The Wizard of Oz. So she is totally a singer. That was her singing in the show. And I just, I love that background on her as an actor. There's also a scene when Ted Lasso jumps out of her office and hits his head on the doorframe. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember that, but that was not planned or scripted. Oh. That was totally by accident. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I thought that was hilarious. I believe Roy Kent, the guy who plays Roy Kent, uh, Brett Goldstein, is a writer on the show who was like, I'll, I'll just try out for this part. Wow. Or like, you know, I'll just like, I kind of I kind of got it. Well, I'm glad he did. What I want this character to be. So if this is a, if that's true and this is like a writer turned actor there, like, oh man, that's some good stuff. So I want to mention two moments that I thought were the most heartwarming. Welcome to Stephen Robles crying moments. Yes, yes. We need to go to, we need to go to like Tear Corner or something for you. Yeah. Because I feel like this is, should be a, a bit. Okay. Tear Corner. That's fine. We can go with that until... <laughs> uh, cry, crying Corner has a better alliteration. Crying Corner. Guys, we're making this plane while we're flying. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Robles Crying Corner. Throughout the season, Ted Lasso gives little green army men to people mm-hmm. and like tells a story about how it's, I don't know, you know, like defending yourself or whatever, or like that no one can hurt you or whatever. And he gives one to Rebecca Welton, especially after she has some encounter with her ex-husband or something comes out in the tabloids. I forget exactly when. But one of the moments where he gives it to Jamie Tart, the star player, and I think he like throws it away or dismisses it initially 
or whatever he gives him early in the season, he dismisses it. And then later, after Ted Lasso sees Jamie Tart's dad reaming him out, mm-hmm. I, even after winning the game, but because Jamie Tart passed it to somebody else to make the goal, and his father is reaming him out, and then Ted Lasso goes to Jamie Tart while he's on the bus after the game, hands him an envelope. And I forget what the note says, but it's basically like yeah, well, it wasn't even Ted Lasso that gave him the note. It was like Nathan gave him handed him the note or somebody. But yes, it's the envelope, and it says like like great job making the extra pass. Right, and I just found that to be so touching, and like to see Jamie Tart appreciate that from a surrogate father figure in Ted Lasso after seeing his biological father like ream him out, even though they won the game. Like that was a, a moment. And then Nate, I want you to guess what is probably my favorite scene. This entire season. Is it uh, the dart contest with Ted Lasso and Rupert? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And let me say it too, Rupert, who is the ex-husband, previous owner of the team. Perfect casting. Excellent character. Yes, he plays it so well. Very hateable. Love that. I also love that party scene when he manages to cancel like the musical guest and then Ted Lasso brings some street musician off. Right. <laughs> like off the street and then he like kills it. I love that. Okay, so there's a scene that Steven was bawling through the whole time. That's right. Where Ted and Rupert face off and they have a bet of, because Rupert, like his new fiance, whatever, is now a minority owner of the team and wants to sit in the press box and he wants to make it miserable for Rebecca. And Ted's like, well, let's just play darts for it and ends up sort of hustling him. And there is a line when Ted needs like a, a 60, a 50 and a 50, I think. 160. He needs like two of the little 20s and then a bullseye. (laughs) Something like that. Anyway, when he starts telling about, well, if you had asked about me at all, you would know that like I went with my dad every week to play darts or whatever. From age 10 to 16 when he died. Yes. That line and that victory over Rupert and Rebecca so excited is cathartic joy. What I love about that scene, too, is is that moment where you go from, like, crying to cheering in a span of one second, mm-hmm. you know, right before he throws the dart and then right after. But he talks about this thing where people, like, you should be, you need to be curious. And he tells Rupert, if you were a curious person, you would have asked me questions like, do you play darts? Mm-hmm. Have you ever played? And he said, all them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out, and so they judged everything, and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. (sighs) Who I was had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Because if they were curious, they would ask questions. You know? Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? But that, just that turn of phrase, talking about curiosity, and then the way they weave that, fact about his dad in there right before he throws the dart and he says barbecue sauce it is just a triumphant moment both in like tv writings like whatever you want to call it that is just one of my favorite moments of all time yeah it's really really good so they play the final game jamie tart is on the opposite team and This is the game that decides whether or not they stay in the Premier League, which is like the top league of soccer in the UK, or will they drop down? So this is like a big deal game. And it comes down to the wire 
there's one moment when Roy Kent actually chases down Jamie Tart and tackles him. <laughs> and I love at the end when when Ted Lasso's like Roy Kent chased down his grandson, like hilarious. You know, love that moment. <laughs> but they lose the game by one goal, right? And it is a heartbreaking moment, and you know you see it on all the faces. But the fact that they lose means Ted Lasso gets to make a speech to the team after they lost. And that, again, is just one of the most inspiring and heartwarming moments of Ted Lasso encouraging this team that just lost, who is now dropping a division or whatever you call it. Relegated. Relegated. Roy Kent, that was probably the final game he'll ever play, and he lost it. But for for Ted Lasso to speak to this team and still be inspiring, somewhat optimistic, but also you know, understanding like, okay, we're going to grieve. Like, this is bad. Like, this is sad. It is sad that we lost. And so we're going to grieve, but then we're going to come back and do it again. Like, Well, he also made the point, which I think is, can radiate out to other areas of life, is that like, look around you. You are not alone. And the fact that like, we will be grieving, it will feel terrible, but you will, no one will feel terrible alone. Right. And like that's such a, like an inspiring thing of like, listen, you're going to go through bad things, but if you're in a community, a family, that doing it with other people is so much better than doing it alone. Yeah. I think that is it. And I want you to be grateful that you're going through this sad moment with all these other folks. Because I promise you, there is something worse out there than being sad. And that is being alone and being sad. I love the show. You need to watch it if you haven't yet. Again, the, our final words. Great show. A lot of profanity. That's... A lot of profanity. <laughs> a lot of profanity. Really great show. Listeners, let us know what you thought. You can comment on our Instagram, at Movies on the Side. We'd love to interact with you there. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. That'll really help out the show. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash movies on the side. And a contribution of any amount will get you access to all of our bonus episodes. We do one every time we release a new episode. And we talk about funny things and fun things, sometimes very deep things. So you should check that out, patreon.com slash movies on the side. And as we always say, I appreciate you. Barbecue sauce.